1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by com, Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, remember the American Rescue Plan? And the urgency to get kids back in schools? Uh, Zoom learning was not learning. Got to get them back in schools. Got to give schools the money to outfit their schools with... Uh, PPE, right, personal protective equipment, masks, plexiglass. Got to spend a bunch of money. It caused inflation. I know the Biden administration won't admit it. But was that money really needed for what they said it was needed for? Well, it was needed, but not for what they said it was needed for. And it all ties into what we've been talking about with the indoctrination efforts in our schools. Ben Shapiro giving a talk last night at Iowa State about... Raise your kids, ingrain your values, be around like minded people. You'll strengthen them, they'll strengthen you. The indoctrination efforts are now throughout our schools here locally. I'm hearing from people in Upper Arlington, where they are up in arms, about books in the children's library donated by two progressive moms, leftists, who started an organization called Harper's Corner. Oh, that sounds charming! Harper's Corner. I picture Harper, a beautiful little girl in a dress with sunflowers on it selling lemonade. Well, that might be what I picture, but that's not an accurate picture of what Harper's Corner is. Harper's Corner, they're very well supported by federal grants and donations from big companies. Just heard the uh, gentleman on the commercial tell you that 25% of the S&P 500 donate to pro-abortion causes. Funny how when you started an endeavor like Harper's Corner, where you put books like Ibram X. Kendi's Anti-Racist Baby in schools, critical race theory concepts, social emotional learning concepts, LGBTQ plus friendly concepts. It's really amazing how many big companies will step forward to give you money to buy books to put in Jonathan Alder, Dublin, Arlington, Grandview, everywhere. All over. Nobody's going to say no to that. Oh, you're going to say no? You don't want the books? Really? You're homophobic? You're transphobic? Nobody wants to wear those labels? Well, almost nobody. I'll give you the details on how much money is being committed to putting critical race theory, social-emotional learning, sexual and gender ideology nonsense in the minds of kids— With federal PPE money. Theoretically, the federal PPE money was to keep you alive. Well, I mean, when racism is an existential threat, then you can spend money on anti-racist stuff in the schools because if we don't, you might die of racism. But for the moment, back back to Matt Walsh's satirical book, Johnny the Walrus. Story of a boy who thinks he's a walrus. And so his mom, uh, well, she's woke. And she realizes she has to embrace his inner walrus. It all ends well in the end. He realizes he's not a walrus. He realizes he's a little boy. And he learns to celebrate the fact that he was born a little boy. But, of course, the uh, problem with this book is that It really has sold well. It is the number one selling book on Amazon. It became the number one children's book. They didn't like that, so they put it in their gender studies section. It became the number one gender studies book, mocking the movement all the way, every page. And so now Amazon is blocking the sales of Matt Walsh's book. Here's his reaction to the freakout.
0: When I listen to them, they're describing my book, Johnny the Walrus, as traumatic, hateful, triggering. At one point in the clips, which I really enjoyed watching, uh, they, one of the guys breaks down in tears. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, first of all, I'm just a humble children's author in a cardigan. And, frankly, I think their behavior towards me is marginalizing me and invalidating yeah. my lived experience as a children's author. But also, <laughs> the book is just, it's about, it's about true self-acceptance, okay? It's about a boy who identifies as a walrus, and his mother goes along with it. But then they both learn at the end that you should accept yourself for who you truly are, who you biologically are. And the thing is, a you know, message of self-acceptance, that was, when I was a kid, that was the most common message in books that we read. It's just that now yeah. on the left... What they what they foist on kids is a, a this false self acceptance of actually rejecting who you really are in favor of a delusion, and so that's what they're that's what they're upset about.
1: That is what they're upset about, and isn't it funny that when Matt Walsh says things like "oh, they're they're uh, invalidating my lived experience," we laugh, right? We laugh because it's nonsensically stupid and funny because we know he's a conservative, we know he's mocking this ideology. And so we laugh. But when the crazy people say it and they're serious about it, why are we afraid to laugh? Oh, because we'll be labeled? I got news for you. They hate you anyway. They hate you whether you're with them or against them. You're never going to win them over. All you can do is stand against their nonsense and just tell the truth. So Amazon... Remember when Amazon just sold books? Now it's made Jeff Bezos the second richest man in the world. It's allowed him to fly his friends around, literally in space. It's allowed him to buy the Washington Post. You know, I'm sure there must have been a gigantic liberal freakout about the then, I think, richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, buying one of the most influential communication arms, the Washington Post, when he bought it. I'm sure there was a reaction to that, just like there's been this week when Elon Musk, now the richest man in the world, is buying a major communication entity, Twitter, right? Did I, 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 pro- I wasn't doing this talk show then, so I probably didn't come across it in my daily life. I'm sure it was the same freakout, or maybe not. Here's Matt Walsh talking about how odd it is that Amazon is against doing what they kind of were created to do
0: i thought it was really interesting when they accused me of gaming the system and and manipulating the system all i did was just write a book and put it on amazon but the fact that they accused me of gaming the system only proves that the system is set up to make sure that people right. like me fail you know the conservatives fail and that's what they're upset about elon musk about is that is that he's going to go It's like no the system isn't designed for people like him it's designed to keep us out and uh every once in a while you get these mask off moments where they just basically come out and admit it and i think it's uh, pretty interesting
1: He's exactly right. The system only malfunctions when it allows someone conservative to speak. That's what they're so mad about. That's why they're so mad Musk is buying Twitter. That's why they're so mad that Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire is soaring in popularity. That's why they're so mad Matt Walsh's Johnny the Walrus is the number one selling book. That's what aggravates them, is that dissenting views, smart views, logical views... Winning arguments have a voice. That's what upsets them. And they'll go to any length to indoctrinate the youngest among us in what they believe. Case in point, back to the PPE. When the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan passed in March of 2021, it not only set in place the highest inflation in our country in 40 years, It also set aside $122 billion for the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund. Remember? Plexiglass, masks, disinfectants, all that. The White House at the time said that the $122 billion for schools would provide them with, quote, the resources they need to safely reopen And fully serve their students. Ah, we should have been suspicious of that second part. Fully serve their students. How? Pray tell. Fill us in. Give us the skinny, Raphael Warnock, newly elected senator from Georgia. He said, this is one moment in which it's very clear that public policy is quite literally a matter of life and death. Really? Life and death. Okay, so we're going to open, we're going to put the plexiglass up, going to make sure none of those COVID cooties get on anybody. Well, not entirely. Turns out the Department of Education sent out a memo that said school districts should use the money to, and I quote, implement strategies designed for systemic change at the local school level. Right now you're going, uh-oh, yep, systemic change. Trigger word, systemic, you know what's coming. The California Department of Education was awarded $15.1 billion to implement its school reopening plan. They used 10% of it, $1.5 billion to outfit their school staff with high-need topics, and I quote, like, quote, implicit bias training. The California Department of Education used these funds to increase educator training and resources in subjects such as, are you ready, kids? Anti-bias strategies. Environmental literacy ethnic studies, and LGBTQ plus cultural competency. Guess who's all about it? That's right. Your education secretary, Miguel Cardona, said he was, quote, excited to approve California's plan and that it laid the groundwork for ways in which an unprecedented infusion of of federal resources will be used to address the urgent needs of America's children and build back better. Well, you got to give him credit for staying on message, I suppose. Oh, it's only California, Bruce. Don't panic. No, New York Department of Education was awarded $9 billion, and they used $2 billion of it to... Equip schools with social emotional learning tools to support the work of anti-racism and anti-bias. Yes. In Illinois, $5.1 billion given to the State Board of Education to reopen schools with an emphasis, and I quote, on equity and diversity. Mmm, wonderful. So, started the show today. Talking about Joe Biden saying they're our children. They're our children in schools. They're not your children, parents. They're our children. And they have every intention of proving it with their money, with their ideology, with their determination. And for a long time, we were powerless to stop it because we were unaware it was going on. Now we know it's going on. And the question becomes, what are we? we going to do to fight back against it. So what did I see in 2000 Mules last night? I saw actual people on video putting ballots in boxes. I saw the cell phone tracking of people going from One box to another box to another box to another box. Okay, grandma asked you to drop off her ballot. Why do you have to visit 10 ballot boxes? Why do you visit 10 ballot boxes every day for 30 days? And they'll do the math. And you judge for yourself. You judge for yourself. Now, Alejandro Mayorkas in front of the Senate yesterday let slip that the Biden administration is setting up, has already set it up. It's already working. The Homeland Securities Disinformation Governance Board. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what are they like? Get this out of 1984? Or Animal Farm? I mean, come on. And the person in charge of it, Nina Jankowitz, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Could she be a Russian plant? I don't know if Trump appointed her, she would be, but no, Biden appointed her. She is not shy. She said afterward, Well, the cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been a bit quiet. Yeah, because um, she says things like she doesn't believe in the First Amendment. She's in charge of disinformation and she doesn't believe in the First Amendment. She opposes the First Amendment because she thinks it's bad for, quote, marginalized communities. And does not like Elon Musk because he is a, quote, free speech absolutist. I'm sure that'll go very well with her in charge of misinformation and disinformation. Look, the most important clip I played today was Ben Shapiro saying, you got to hang out with people who believe what you believe to strengthen you. Now, listen, it's not meaning that you're not open to other ideas, because that's a democratic position to never take new information. But articulate ideas, understand what you believe and why you believe it. That's what being a Patriot is all about. I hope that I hear from you today by clicking my name in the PatriotSwitch.com down menu. You want to be intentional with your shopping dollars? That's a part of hanging out with people, supporting people who believe like you do. I don't support or endorse for people that don't pass my own personal smell test. Okay, I just don't. If you hear me advocating for something, it's because i vetted it and I believe in it. And at its very root, this show is about giving you really good information, enlighten you, encourage you, and embolden you. That goes for all the people that I endorse. That goes for all the people I bring on as guests, unless they're somebody like from the OEA and I challenge them on something. We'll have J.D. Vance on tomorrow. We'll talk to J.D., I want to try to get to know J.D. on a personal level. We've heard his story about Hillbilly Elegy, but I want to hear about his story of what that meant for him as a kid. And so we'll have J.D. Vance on the show tomorrow. Um, I welcome up. Jane Timken will be on the show next week uh, on Monday, I believe it is. So uh, we're in the home stretch here with the primary trying to pick who's going to be representing us on the ballot in November. It's a consequential election. Don't stay home mad if your candidate does not win. Now, among the people that I support, among the people that I uh, believe are consequential to the future of our country are business owners. I had a chance this week to meet with another business owner, somebody who clicked on PatriotSwitch.com. I found out about his efforts to uh, help the business community here in Columbus. Love meeting him. Probably bring him on as a guest. But business is essential. Small business is essential. I love small businesses. I love people. American success stories. That's why I love Mike Lindell. That's why I love Chrissy at AUI. AUI is a great business. They're fascinated by insurance matters. I'm not, but everybody's got to use their own gifts. At AUI, they take your current situation and then they vet it with other insurance options and they offer you options and they don't even charge you. They get paid by the insurance companies. So go to auinfo.com, click on it, get a report on what you're offering, who you're offering, uh, what you're offering. Maybe you can offer more. Maybe you shouldn't offer what you're offering. Maybe they... Maybe they'll tell you that employees now want something that isn't even cost prohibitive for you, like paid time off or flexible schedules, work from home, whatever. So I don't waste my time on people I don't believe in. I believe in AUI. Go to their website, auiinfo.com. type in your questions. I believe in My Pillow. I believe in Patriot Switch. I believe in everybody. Everybody, I believe in 2,000 mules. Watch that. That's a great, great, down-the-middle investigation of what happened. All this kind of stuff that you see on your phone every day. Hey, I went in a store. I looked at power washers. Next thing I know, up on my phone pops a power washer ad. That's what 2,000 mules is. Every cell phone's trackable. They tracked it. And they established a very high standard for who they counted as a mule. Like, I wouldn't think you would need to visit 10 ballot drop boxes and six organizations that were putting forward Democratic causes at the election to qualify as a mule, but that was their standard. So anybody who tells you, oh, they just played fast and loose with the data. No, they didn't. But judge for yourself. Get your tickets at 2000, the number 2000, mules.com. So, I'm looking forward to talking to J.D. Vance tomorrow. Appreciate all of you who've reached out on Patriot Switch. I'll be talking to some of you
0: the rest of the day. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding.
0: He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.